everyone and welcome back to Haunted 518. Today I am drinking Goldenrod Brewing Christmas Cart Wheat Ale. And I thought it would be great for the holiday season. It's got a very festive art on its can. It's a wheat ale with cherries and spices. 6% alcohol by volume, and it is a bright ale with notes of cherry, cinnamon, dark fruit, and nutmeg, um, and it is sweet, and it uh, probably would go good with, like, dessert or uh, something chocolatey or uh, caramelly, I would think. Um, so today we're going to be in the Philmont area and Chatham area of uh, New York, and basically, even though this episode's going to be short and sweet, I found one establishment that kept coming up over and over, and that was the Vanderbilt House and Hotel and Restaurant. So, um... Not only can you dine there, but uh, you can also be a guest there and experience, like, spirit antics, potentially, and sometimes hospitality, they say. A restaurant that serves upscale comfort fare and features a deck with views of Summit Lake. There's also a tavern and a Victorian-style living room. Continental breakfast is included. And um, the history of it goes as such. In 1860, on the brink of civil, the Civil War, the Vanderbilt House Hotel was constructed by the Vanderbilts to house their workers in this area. They built an extension of the railroad to go through the, ta the town of Philmont, and they built this boarding house right across the street from the depot. 30 years later, in 1890, Leverett Mansfield, the great-grandfather of the current owner, Bob Mansfield, bought the property and called it the Vanderbilt Hotel. The location was perfect to have a successful hotel being right across from the railroad station. It became a family-run business. Bob's grandfather, Douglas, became the innkeeper at some point. Bob's father, Leverett, and his aunt Madeline were both born in room 12. When Grandfather Douglas died in 1937, the Mansfield clan sold the property, though emotionally they considered the Vanderbilt House Hotel their family homestead and through the years always checked into its status, really caring about its future. In 2009, Bob Mansfield, who had worked many years in the financial planning field, made a pilgrimage back to Philmont to visit the old family Vanderbilt Hotel building that was a restaurant, but no longer a hotel inn. After some thought, he wound up buying it. By November of 2009, the property was back in the Mansfield family. Bob was inspired to restore and renovate the structure, turning the eight bedrooms back into guest rooms, restoring them in the Victorian era style. The rooms all have a private bathroom, perhaps put a closet in each room, which is a common practice in the renovation process. He restored and renovated the dining room to be Victorian, and he made improvements in the kitchen area to handle the demands of the new upscale restaurant he planned to reopen there. He worked on the tavern and parlor area as well. He added a deck off both floors in the back, offering a fine place to sit, eat, and enjoy the view of Lake Summit. Apparently, some spirit people love the changes and have visited or decided to settle here in their favorite place in the world as well. Not much has been made of the public about the spirits who still enjoy this historic hotel, and uh, we're going to talk about some possible reasons why they're spending their afterlife um, or potentially just visiting the hotel. So when a building is rebuilt, restored, and or renovated, the changes can act like a trigger and draw spirits back into this world, into their favorite place where they were alive. 
People who owned or managed the, a place of business like an inn, pub, or store sometimes like to be a supporting presence, especially if a descendant is now in charge. And spirit people who are family members of the current owner or who were owners in the past may visit to stay or give support to encourage their kin. Past guests who enjoyed their stays in, at their favorite place in this world may like to visit a lot or spend their afterlife in the structure. Also, children who die from disease or accidents sometimes like to stay in the most happy, comfortable place that they knew in the world. They often do the things they enjoyed while they were alive. A high-spirited child entity has made himself or herself at home. So at the, um, the, the Vanderbilt House and Hotel and Restaurant, what has been reported there has been that um, apparently uh, entities are enjoying their good times they've experienced here and the race relationships they had developed. They continue on with their favorite activities and they can uh, be in spirit with no physical body. And guests of the hotel and restaurant have heard disembodied voices carrying on a conversation, footsteps in hallways, in the common areas and the and the bedrooms, and uh, doors and windows opening and closing by themselves. Um, there's also an entity of a child, and he has been seen by people jumping on one of the beds in the upstairs room. So spirits in general are fascinated by electricity, and they have been known to play with lights of all kinds and machines. Um, so some of the entities there are playful and uh, potentially with, with electricity, so it's potentially because they're like doing to be funny or gentle teasing or perhaps even showing uh, hospitality. Also, uh, items in rooms have been known to move around and um, they do acts of hospitality like start coffee pots or start a fireplace fire, which is fascinating. Um, so is it still haunted now today uh, in 2021 after all the renovations? Probably so. While no hard evidence has been made public and the owner doesn't freely share about the spirits, guests have experienced the spirit people, and mediums have backed up what many people have experienced. Perhaps the owner knows who is visiting and doesn't want them to be bothered by intrusive ghost hunters and paranormal groups, being courteous and kind to both the living guests and spirit visitors and residents as well. Guests have reported uh, seeing and hearing the gentle, friendly spirits and experiencing their antics, and they have been experiencing these spirits for many years. Um, uh, there's an author, Lisa LaMonica, and uh, she wrote the book Haunted Catskills, and she reported in her book that four mediums who visited at different times have all seen the same entities that have been reported by the hotel's spectral visitors. And that's located on 161 Main Street in Philmont, New York. Um, it, the Vanderbilt House Hotel can be found along Philmont's Main Street between Lower Arc Street and Railroad Avenue. So um, the back deck is where you can see the amazing view of Summit Lake. So that's pretty fantastic and I'll definitely be posting pictures on that. So let's stay in the Philmont area and let's just talk about some personal experiences people have had. This one is submitted by someone that they have dubbed themselves as named Curious. I saw a lady standing in complete darkness towards the side of the road, probably in a spot that's too dangerous for a real human being to stand, probably near Schnackenberg Road and the 217 intersection. 
I was a passenger in the car and was at first thinking, why is she standing so close to the road? And I looked and realized she didn't flinch by an oncoming car on her side. She was staring at the house in complete darkness. I'm pretty sure she wasn't human. She had short hair. We exited the Taconic State Parkway to see if we can find a rest area or gas station and stumbled into uh, one uh, into uh Route 217 at around 8.25 p.m. It was dark and creepy. Later, after a few minutes, one man following was flashing his lights on us. We sped away and left. <laughs> um, the next one is submitted by uh, someone that they've done. The, oh, I'm sorry, someone named Lucy. My family and I were looking for a new house. There was this one house that we went to and I got this feeling that I had to get out. I just freaked out for no reason. A few years later, we found out that there had been a double murder. We met a family at a party and they used to live there. They said that sometimes loaves of bread went flying across the room from the kitchen. Lights would turn on and off or stay on all night and shampoos bottles would fly out of the bathroom. So they moved away. I have not heard about anything about it since. The next one is someone that's dubbed, uh, submitted by a friend. (laughs) They've dubbed themselves friend uh, in Philmont. I have had these experiences through my lifetime. While living in Columbia County, there have been been a few experiences, namely the man who hanged out at the back of the portion of the De Leon department store in Chatham and and on at a house in Ghent. These experiences are generally not cause for alarm. Ghosts are merely discarnate entities that simply have not crossed over. Their souls are without a physical body. The reasons they have not crossed over can be many. Sometimes they need some encouragement to cross into the light. Also, what we think of as a ghost could simply be our departed loved one trying to communicate with us. It is not uncommon and sometimes easier for them to get your attention through electricity, hence doorbells ringing, TVs and lights turning on or off, telephones ringing, etc. I have even seen uh, cases of this. And then someone followed up uh, by saying, I have seen the man at Delanson's many, many times. Um, At Delson's, I'm sorry always at the back right portion of the store. He sometimes had a toolbox. I did some research. The building next door was connected to the department store at one time. Early on, that building was a hardware store and a funeral home on top. About 10 years ago, I was visiting the area and went into the Irish pub next door to what was Delson's. The buildings are no longer attached. Sure enough, I was having lunch with my son. I was facing the back of the restaurant and there was that same entity that I knew from childhood at Delson's. That's fascinating. It's always fascinating when a significant amount of time has passed. Um, So then the uh, next personal story submitted by Jody uh, in Philmont. I was home alone and I heard footsteps upstairs and giggling. So I told my sister and she heard the same a few nights before. Not long after that, uh, around two in the morning, my dad's car alarm went off. And when he turned it off, he heard giggling in front of our porch, but nobody was there. It happened twice again after. He said it might be a middle-aged woman. It's still happening. It's in the bottom of the church now. Please post if you've heard the same thing um so yeah if anybody anybody has heard that please um so before we head over to chatham i just wanted to say uh one other thing about the um philmont area um not necessarily haunted but it looks like it is and if you're in the area i feel like it's a it's a no-brainer to check it out 
It's the title of this article is Ethereal Mansion and Carriage House. Tucked away in a small hamlet less than 10 miles outside of Hudson, New York, this brick manse offers nooks, crannies, and a carriage house. The Victorian-era horror-style home in the Hudson Valley and the Catskills um, offers is probably not haunted, but they offer an air of mystery that stirs up the imagination. So what if it was haunted? The home we're speaking about in particular is the Harder Mansion in Columbia County. Built in the 1820s and formerly inhabited by a knitting mill owner and his family, the interior is made for a large family with nearly 5,000 square feet of space, plus nine bedrooms and six bathrooms. Even the front porch is oversized. As are homes of Uh, various parlors and sitting rooms outfitted with period fireplaces, original wood trim, large dramatic mirrors, and built-ins. With this much room and this many places to hide, there must be a ghost or two secreted away in this old manse. And it absolutely looks like a place that if some place is going to be haunted, it would be this place. Um, It's really beautiful also. So the it's located in Philmont and um again it's the Harden Mansion I believe Harder H-A-R-D-E-R um so the Harder Mansion so definitely check that out if you're in the area so then I just wanted to move on to Chatham I couldn't find much there except for a few personal stories but staying in that area I figured we would just head right on over so this first one submitted by Charlie At a friend's old farmhouse one particularly stormy Friday the 13th, we took out an old Ouija board and tried to contact the dead. We were too afraid to ask any scary questions at first, so we asked how many blue M&Ms in a bowl, an answer none of us even knew. The board gave us the exact right answer. We then asked what my friend's last name was, and sure enough, it gave us the right answer, even though the person whose hands were on the board's eyes were shut. Um, So that's freaky. (laughs) And then next and lastly, we're just going to head over to Valencia, um, just because we have covered Kinderhook in a previous episode, and it makes sense to plug Valencia into this episode. And again, I couldn't find much, but I did find a few personal stories that I thought were worth telling. So the first one in Valencia is submitted by Mike. One day when I was a child, my cousin was doing some yard work at the big white house on the hill on Main Street, kitty-cornered across from the medical arts building. I was supposed to be picking up sticks from the yard, but I was invited inside by a boy my own age. I was surprised to meet him because I thought I knew all the kids in town. It's not exactly large. I figured his folks might be city people, so I didn't really question it. We only went into the sun porch, and I don't remember what we did inside, but I know when my cousin found me, she was mad because I hadn't done my job. She told me there was no kid living at the house, and in fact, no people at the house at the time. The owners lived in the city, as I guessed, and weren't in Valencia that day, so I really cannot explain this event. And then, um, lastly, the last story that we'll talk about today was submitted by someone named Vera. This was a long time ago, but I remember it so very well like it just happened to me yesterday. I visited Valencia in the summer of 2008. My partner and I parked our car in the parking lot near the bridge. I wanted to take a picture of the creek. We got out of the car and I started taking some pictures. Then we heard someone say, help. We looked around and even went back to the car to get the flashlight. 
We didn't see anyone around, and then we heard it again. It was not a loud help, it was almost a whisper, but somehow both of us could hear it. After almost ten minutes of searching for the source of that help, we we gave up and drove off. Later, when I take a look at the pictures, I... What later, when I took a look at the pictures that I took, we could clearly see an orb with a woman's face in it. Unfortunately, I don't have that picture anymore. So a short but sweet little traveling, starting at the Vanderbilt, um, the beautiful and historic Vanderbilt house and hotel and restaurant in uh, Philmont, uh, moving on to Chatham and the quickly and then popping uh, over to Valacia. So I hope you guys enjoyed this short but sweet little episode. I, I am, like I said, I want to make sure I tell any and all stories from these towns, all of them in the 518. So um, I thought there was just enough to, to kind of talk about it so on that note i hope you guys are having a happy haunted holiday season and i wanted to mention the sources i got my information from the first being hauntedhouses.com and then ghostsofamerica.com as well as upstater.com so i am off to finish the rest of my delicious golden road brewing christmas cart wheat ale and uh And as always, happy holiday haunting. Cheers.